Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Bill McPherson, the Vice President of Franchise Development at Alpha Graphics, the global company that offers printing and marketing solutions at nearly 300 locations around the world. Bill's a franchise veteran with nearly 30 years of executive and sales experience, and he's also a certified franchise executive and frequent IFA speaker and contributor. We're going to talk to Bill about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems, which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. 
That's FranchiseTeacher.com. Or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Bill McPherson, the vice president of franchise development at Alpha Graphics, a global company that offers printing and marketing solutions at nearly 300 locations around the world. Bill is a franchise veteran with nearly 30 years of executive and sales experience, and he's also a certified franchise executive and frequent IFA speaker and contributor. Hi, Bill. How are you? Welcome to the show. I appreciate it, Marty. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is my pleasure, Bill. We would like to ask our guests where you're calling from uh, this afternoon, Bill. Just north of Denver, Colorado, Lakewood, Colorado. Uh, beautiful. How's the weather there? Is it cold there, Bill? Uh, it's it's nice this week, although we're expecting snow in the next couple of days. Oh, okay. I just had a friend who just moved to the Denver area last week, so that's why I ask, you know, and uh, yeah, he moved just, from California. Oh, so I, I was born and raised in California, and we just moved here from Houston about six months oh. ago. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Well, I, I know it's a beautiful place. I mean, everybody says great things about, you know, Colorado and Denver. So I, I think that's fantastic. I, I don't want to make you feel old, Bill, but, you know, you, you've been doing this like you, I think you have like, like 30 plus years experience in franchising. And I thought, you know, maybe we could talk a little bit about that. I mean, how did you get involved in franchise? And maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, your experience or your journey in franchising, because I think it's an incredible story. No, I appreciate it, but yeah, you're right. I started when I was five, so uh, but, <laughs> that's great. You know, so I've, uh, I, I kind of, I kind of just fell into it. I mean, like like a lot of folks, I think yeah. today. I mean, I got a business degree and was was um, working for a Fortune 100 company that landed me in Chicago and uh, climbing the corporate ladder, as they say. And then um, yeah. got got tired of, of of doing what I was doing and had an opportunity mm-hmm. to go back to California and joined a staffing company that was non-franchise when I joined them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after about 18 months, they had some success with about eight, eight corporate stores and they decided they wanted to franchise. And they asked me if I would head up their franchise division. And, wow. you know, I knew nothing about franchising and I said, I'll, I'll learn. And, right. you know, it was the great, it was the greatest thing for me because I had to do everything from operations, sales, marketing, technology, working with attorneys. And so 29 years later, you know, I've been a franchise executive, so it worked out well. That's great. What do you like about franchising, though? I mean, there's obviously something you like about it, you know, being doing it as long as you've been doing. I mean, I haven't had, you know, we've done uh, 650-plus shows, and, you know, I haven't had a lot of people on the show that have had your type of experience of 30 years. You know, what do you like most about franchising? What keeps you in the industry? Yeah, great question. I mean, I, 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 re- I love helping people, you know, take mm. control of their future and start businesses. And, I, and I, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My parents owned their own business for many years. I always wow. tell them they, they they did it the hard way. They did it the non-franchise route. <laughs> okay. And and at the end of the day, while they had success for about 18 years, because they were not a franchise, uh, as the industry changed and technology and competition, they they, yeah. they, they they just got squeezed out. They lost their business. Right, right. 
Yeah, it's it, and I guess you know, being that you know you've come from an entrepreneurial family, Bill. You know, I mean, you, you can see, or you know, you probably emphasize to all the people, I guess, that you speak to, you know, all the 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 benefits of franchising, and there's sure. many of them, aren't there? Yes. Yeah, I mean, so from sales, marketing, training, just just brand identification, and you know, we even talk a lot about exit strategies. So when people yeah. uh, join Alpha Graphics. Uh, you know, it may be for 5, 10, 15, 30 years, but it won't be forever. And at some point, they'll right. look to sell the business. And when they do, I mean, statistics in the U.S. are overwhelming. The value of a, of a good franchise is much greater than an independent business. Yeah, it's so important to talk about that exit strategy, isn't it, Bill? You know, I got into a business uh, back in uh, 1999, and um, yeah, we're so excited in the beginning, but we never had an exit strategy. And it, it got very ugly when we tried to break up the business, yeah. you know, unfortunately I had to go to court and it was just, it, it, it just really got very ugly, you know? So I, I think it's yeah. great that, you know, you address all of those issues right in the beginning. Alpha Graphics has an amazing history. I, I had the opportunity to interview Alpha Graphics. I want to say it was about eight or nine years ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about the history of Alpha Graphics. Yeah. 2020 is an exciting time. It's our 50th anniversary. Wow. And, um, yeah, so we're really excited this year and, uh, the brand has been a leader, certainly in print and franchising, for many, yeah. many years. Uh, but the, the the company has had two significant changes in the last three years. Um, one, it's really shifted Marty from a business to consumer model. So mm -hmm. in, in in the early years, you know, somebody walking into Alpha Graphics, they need business cards, they need copies, and then right. that's shifted that's shifted today to where we're now about 95% B2B. So it's highly repeat business, referral business, uh, working the community, relationships with, with all different types of businesses in the community. So that's been a fundamental change in the last three years. And then the other thing is our ownership group. Up until October of 17, we were mm -hmm. owned by private equity. Right. So it was pure, purely institutional investors, short-term approach, you know, cut programs, personnel, and then sell the company in three, three to five years. And that's what we did. And now our current ownership group, MBE Worldwide, standing for mailboxes, et cetera, world, worldwide, is right. a 33-year-old 33 family franchisor that has about 2,600 franchises in 40 countries. So wow. incredible. about as opposite of private equity as you can get today with a very long-term approach, investing in the brand, and making sure that the franchisees are successful. Uh, it's it's fantastic. I mean, when you talk about the history, Bill, you know, again, doing as many shows as I've done up to this point, you know, we haven't even had a lot of franchises that have had that, you know, that 50 year anniversary. I mean, that's that's a true milestone, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I have not seen that often on on the podcast, you know. So I I think that's um you know I I think that's terrific, um and it's interesting too working with B2B organizations too, isn't it, Bill? You know, I always said, like, you know, if I got into franchising, I, I'd, I'd probably want to get into a B2B situation. It, it must be interesting because you're working or your franchisees, of course, are working with all different types of businesses, aren't they? Yeah. And, it, and it's one of the things that we hear from our franchisees that they love about the model, it being B2B, is yeah. one, the, the decision makers um, that they're working with, you know, they're dealing with people that either small business owners themselves or middle to senior right. management decision makers. But then also, when you think about this business today and how technology has shaped Alpha Graphics, it, it, it's about as close to, re, to recession resistance as I can think of. Because today, right. we, we provide everything from a business card to very sophisticated email campaigns, website development, complete brand makeovers, and everything print and graphics related in between. So regardless of what happens with the economy, 
every type of company is going to need to market their services, their business, and right. our our products and solutions are very affordable. I think that's fantastic, Bill. You know, I, I imagine that um, you, the customers uh, to Alpha Graphics, they probably become very dependent, but probably even more so, I imagine your, your franchisees, I guess they probably even look at them almost like as partners, don't they? You know, because they're, they're so, your customers are so dependent on your service, aren't they? Yeah, and that's a great point, Marty. It's how we help our franchisees go to market. And today, how we help them go to market is as a, you know, a one-stop consultative marketing solution to that company. So not not right. just fulfilling a trade show order, but how do we right. help that company build their brand? And so they become right. very close and aligned to Alpha Graphics as their kind of outsourced marketing team. Yeah. That's fantastic. How I would say everybody knows who Alpha Graphics is, Bill, but I mean how how do you describe Alpha Graphics to someone who might be unfamiliar with the organization? Yeah, I mean definitely a B2B concept, um, mm-hmm. you know, a company, a concept that's very involved in the community. You know what? What we tell owners that this is not is this is not a retail concept where you get a great location on the corner of X and Y and people come in for right. coffee and donuts on the way to work. This right. is all about right. all about relationships, being a part of the community, highly repeat business, referral business. So we tell candidates right up front. If you don't want to be involved in your community and you don't like building mm-hmm. relationships, then go look at the other 3,000 franchises out there. <laughs> right, right. That's very important. You were talking about technology uh, earlier, Bill. And, and, you know, again, as I mentioned, when I interviewed you eight, nine years ago, um, technology was a lot different back then. I imagine over the last even like three or four years, um, there must have been some great technological in, in um creations in, in, in your industry. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, the, how Alpha Graphics is using technology today. Yeah, it, you're right on, and it, it's changing so rapidly. By the, by the yeah. time we talk next, it'll be drastically different. And, <laughs> and I think one of the key things with Alpha Graphics is that our technology platform that's offered is like nothing else in the industry. And, I, and I've, been in the ind- I've been in print and graphics with another uh, company for eight years prior to this as well. And right. You know, technology today allows the customer uh, more creativity, seamless Mm -hmm. ordering online and so forth, but it also allows the Alpha Graphics owners to be a lot more efficient and drive greater EBITDA and profits because of the use of technology. Right. So it really helps on both sides of the equation. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, it is fantastic. I mean, it, it is interesting how technology just keeps growing so fast, Bill. It is hard to hard to keep up with. Um, you're talking about the industry. Are, are there numbers on the industry, Bill, as far as like you know how big the market is uh, yeah. for Alpha Graphics? Yeah. yeah, the latest publications uh, mid last year show about twenty five thousand what they call commercial printers in the U.S. and totaling right. about eight, about eighty billion billion with a wow. B eighty billion in revenue. It's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. What's been trick question, Bill? But we seem to like to stump our guests once in a while. But what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since being part of Alpha Graphics? I imagine you probably have a hundred different stories. But does anything stand out in in, in that time with Alpha Graphics? Um, I, I think the thing that's been a surprise to me and a welcome one, in fact, is the um, the with the new ownership and the leadership team. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would say two things. One, the quality of the franchisees here, you know, I've been in this almost 30 years, and the quality mm-hmm. of the franchisees here is, is second to, to any other brand I've ever been with. And then, and then on the management side, 
with the new ownership that happened in October of 17, you know, virtually the whole senior management team is new here. And right. it, it's, it's, uh, it's the best of the best. I mean, the, how they've recruited wow. from our CEO to all of our VP levels to our directors, uh, it's been a very, very selective process. And quite frankly, very similar to how we bring in our franchisees. We are, we are by far the most selective franchisor that I've ever led, which I think is a good thing. Wow. So it's, oh, yeah. it's not just a ma- yeah, it's not just a matter, you know, does Marty have the money? Is there a market right. for Marty? Okay, we're going to do a right. franchise. We are very, very selective, and they've taken that same approach with the senior management team. It's a, it's a marriage, isn't it, Bill, where we kind of compare it to, not that they yeah. compare it to the sanctity of marriage, but, you know, it, 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 yeah. it's very similar, isn't it? You know, so I, I think that that's great. You were mentioning, you know, that Alpha Graphics is selective, Bill. What does Alpha Graphics or you, what do you want in your franchisees? Are there any particular types of characteristics or traits that you do look for when you're meeting with them? Uh, yeah, and I think before I answer that directly, I think one of those neat things about the model is we have less than 10% of our owners that have any sort of print or graphics background whatsoever. Wow. So they're coming from, yeah, they're coming from accounting, you know, operations, sales, marketing, IT. And I think that's a testament to the franchise model. If we can oh, yeah. take people that have ne- never been in the industry at all and have them uh, outperforming the industry significantly in revenues, profits, et cetera. Um, some of the qualities we look for, you know, as much as we leverage technology that we talked about, this is still a people business. Right. And so it's relationship building, it's, it's, it's hiring staff and building staff and being able to scale internally. This is still people. We leverage technology, mm-hmm. but we cannot lose sight of the customer service aspect of it. Right. So they have to be right. have to be very good with people. They have to want to be involved in their community. Like I say, if they if they're looking for a business where it's about getting a great location, people will come. That's not this. So they got to be involved in the community. And then I think the third thing we look for is that consultative solution mm-hmm. selling approach. Right. Right. So how right. how do we help you not just fulfill your trade show, but how do we help you build your brand? Wow. And I guess that's that's probably one of the joys of being an Alpha Graphics uh, franchisee, Bill, you know, as we, as we were talking about earlier, is they get to kind of be part of that that business. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how I would feel, you know what I mean, if I was an Alpha Graphics franchisee saying, I'm a small part of this, this whether it's a florist or a, a beauty salon or, or whatever it may be, you know, you get to feel like like you're, you're part of that experience. And I like how you mentioned that, you know, your franchisees don't lose or should ne- never lose the track of the customer aspect because i think that happens a lot today with technology doesn't it yeah it, like you say it's so easy now to go uh online or a vista print and order yeah, something order business right, or whatever but right. but when something goes awry or the order is mm-hmm. not right or it needs to be done that's where the customer service and the technology kick in together right so making right, sure right. that we over deliver that the customer's happy and that and because if you do that then you're going to get repeat and additional business within that organization that's terrific. What's the um, what's the training like today at Alpha Graphics, Bill? I mean, when someone decides to, you know, that they do want to come on board as a franchisee, how do, how's the training work today? It's three three major steps, Marty. So the first one is is they'll do one week of pre-training from their home. So they'll do about forty hours of pre-recorded sessions, phone calls just like this, recordings, uh, and then once they do that pre-training, they'll come to Denver for one week. So classroom training here in Denver. And then the third phase is they'll spend one week uh, somewhere in the United States at what we call a certified center. So certified centers are those alpha graphic centers that are kind of the, the cream of the crop from an operations standpoint. Right. So 
the, the best customer reviews, uh, highest gross margins, net margins, uh, efficiencies, cost of goods management. So they'll spend one week in a certified center. After those three phases are done, then they'll operate their alphographic center. That's great. What I love about franchising, Bill, feeling you agree, is, is you know the sharing of best practices too. You know, I mean, Alpha Graphics, you know, having, you know, three hundred, over three hundred franchise systems, you know, and and that ability to share those best practices with other franchisees or even new franchisees that works particularly well, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it does. I mean, we hear over and over the the, the tenured Alpha Graphics, which is higher than any I've ever heard of. The average tenure in our system is almost twenty five years. Wow. And Incredible. yeah, I mean, you know, you have a ten-year franchise agreement. And that means that we have franchisees right. that are that are renewing two and three times, and you just don't see that. And so no. I think that yeah. And so what we hear a lot from our franchisees is not 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 only the support from corporate Alpha Graphics in Denver, but to your point, the ability to call upon other Alpha Graphics owners all across the country for best right. practices. It's huge. That's terrific. So I mentioned earlier in the interview, Bill, I mean, again, you've been doing this a long time. So one of the questions I had to ask you is, is what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? You know that I think you mentioned earlier, there's about like 3000 plus systems yeah. out there. What advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a franchise? Because many of them don't even know where to begin because there is so much out there. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's a great point. And we I tell people and I train my staff to tell people on the very first phone call as they're looking at it, I think one of the check boxes that needs to be done is the financial investment, right? So what is the investment? Can you afford it? What's the return on investment? Right. What's the market look like? Absolutely that box needs to be checked. However, right. I think as important is the cultural alignment with the franchisor. So making yeah. sure that you understand the culture of Alpha Graphics, the management team, where we're going as a brand. Do you align with that or not? Because to your point, very well taken earlier, this needs to be a marriage. It needs right. to be a long-term marriage, and, and it's not going to always be rosy. And when it's not rosy, right. if, you're, if you're not aligned culturally, that marriage gets old really quick. Yeah, I think that's that, that's great advice. I mean, there's always going to be obstacles, isn't there, Bill? You know, but I yep. think franchising has that ability to 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 lower those obstacles. And and as you said, Alpha Graphics and the way I've always looked at your brand is is you are certainly a culture. You know, so I I think that's I think that's fantastic. So I can ask you the next question. I mean, what are Alpha Graphics plans for the future, Bill? I mean, if you can look into a crystal ball, maybe three five years down the road, where do you see the organization? Well, certainly most of our focus, which is one of the reasons they recruited me, is to, again, re, you know, look at the U.S. We've, we've still got tremendous mm -hmm. opportunity in the U.S. Uh, when we were owned by private equity, they basically shut down our expansion plan, so they, they weren't mm -hmm. continuing to grow the brand. That's changed in the last two years. I will tell you that, knock on wood, in 2019, we awarded more, more new franchises than the last three years combined. So wow. uh, the, the focus now, again, is on growth. New, new alpha graphics growth, and then I think I'm looking to, to do 20 to 25 new centers per year over the next three to five years. But right. then in addition to that, and I think as important, is making sure that those owners are successful. So how does alpha graphics help the new owners as well as the existing owners continue to drive sales and profitability, whatever their goals and aspirations are, help them, help them achieve that? That's terrific. How can our listeners, Bill, get more information on Alpha Graphics? Uh, of course, there's the franchise opportunity, but even the service itself. Are there any websites that you can kind of recommend them they can go to? Yeah, so on ours, we have two sites, the consumer site, which is alphagraphics.com. So if 
as a potential customer, if they're looking for products, services, how we can help them grow their brand, it would be alphagraphics.com. And then our particular site is alphagraphicsfranchise.com. So from a business opportunity, it would be alphagraphicsfranchise.com. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you today, Bill. I'm glad, you know, and I've been very familiar with your name. I've done, I, I've, I've read a lot of your work and I've, I've been very familiar with your name. So it's been a privilege for me to finally get the chance to talk to you today. No, it's been a pleasure, Marty. I appreciate it. This has been great. Thanks, Bill. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. Today, you're going to get to hear from a legend in franchising. It was about months ago. Don and I uh, were celebrating your anniversary of doing the radio show, and we put a lot of thought as far as who we'd like to have for a guest that particular day, and Don and I both agreed that that person should be George Native, and Mr. Native graciously accepted. For those of you who don't know George Native, uh, he's tagged as the guru in franchising. He's also the founder of Boston Chicken. He had a lot of great quotes that show. Uh, this is just one of them where uh, George gives his advice to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise. Here we go. Characteristics. Uh, that make a successful no-fat franchisee? Well, you know, I've always told people uh, to play to their strengths. If you have a personality you know is not a charming one, don't get into the service business where you have to interact with people uh, because people business requires personality. So, you know, you're not asking someone to do something that's against their, their grain. So when uh, looking for a franchise, a person should consider the things that they've succeeded in. For instance, if they've been a coach of a soccer team and they had to inspire uh, the kids to run down that field and kick that ball and win, there's something about that individual that is inspiring. So he should look for something that maybe can be along those same lines that he can use those talents of his. If he's been a teacher, uh, he's been a person that's worked with his hands. In other words, always, always play to your strength. Don't go into something that's opposite of your personality. That will cause a little bit of uh, a problem. Of course, most companies offer training, but you know, if if you put a glove on, it should fit neatly in between the fingers. It shouldn't be something that once you put the glove on, you can't bend your fingers. It, it's as simple as that. So when you're buying a franchise, it should fit. 
and uh, I guess no fat specifically. You have a checklist you go down that you want each franchisee to be, or, or sometimes it's just having a feeling of a certain person. They well, it's, it's clearly a financial issue. They, they have to have, in our case, pretty close to the ability to finance something between five and $600,000. So if an individual can't do that, then maybe he should look for other franchises like a Subway or a Quiznos or other that are around the $200,000. So again, here we talk about fitting something that fits their pocketbook and not get into something that's way over their head and put themselves in financial jeopardy uh, by starting uh, in something that is too hard for them to overcome. So again, it should fit their wallet just like, like it should fit their personality. Right, absolutely. Uh, and, and you've, of course, been involved with so many franchises with all your different uh, businesses that you've done. Have there been times over the years that you sort of took a chance on someone that you weren't really sure, but you really liked them, and it, it, it's worked out? I'm sure you have a couple success stories. Uh, yeah, there have been those cases. Uh, uh, and again, they've been the opposite. And again, you learn by doing the thing. I would much prefer to tell a person that he's not qualified than qualified. And the rationale behind that, of course, is that I don't want to get somebody into something that he's not qualified for. There are so many franchise selections out there that if a person's doing their research, it allows them the opportunity to really, really take the time and investigate. And most of these companies already have franchises in place. They can pick up the phone and call up the franchisee and say, how are you doing? What kind of work did you do before you bought this franchise? Tell me about why you chose it. Would you do it again? I mean, this is a great opportunity as opposed to starting something on your own where you don't know whether you'll ever get the first base. You know, franchising in the beginning is very much like a, a baseball game. If you can buy third base as opposed to getting to first base, mm -hmm. and getting to first base by, by starting your own business, maybe you'll get the first base, but there's no guarantee. But if you can buy a franchise, you at least can get the third base. That's good baseball. And, you know, when you get the third base, your chances of getting home is a lot easier than being on first. Wow, that's a great analogy, isn't it, Don? Uh, yeah, and it sounds like you're, you're a Red Sox fan. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love that quote from uh, Mr. Nadef where he says that, you know, franchising is like a baseball game and it gives you the ability to start on third base. So, again, this is our second podcast. And, again, we'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, we'll see you again soon for another great edition of Franchise Interviews and Great Quotes in Franchising. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.